Hey, hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of All Cued Up, your review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, uh, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dates, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? How's your Christmas? Uh, it was mixed. It was mixed. I mean, you know, as a parent, Christmas was awesome. Madison got so many things, so many things that she loves and enjoyed. She appreciated all of her gifts she got a lot of craft stuff painting stuff to keep her busy and everything uh as as you know uh i got a christmas card from my parents uh you know well fuck it let's just tell the story you know our listeners know that i'm transgender uh and in the, if they don't, they don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but that wouldn't make them listeners, would it, if they don't listen? Well, I think I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm only meaning that that we mention it pretty fucking often. <laughs> yeah. So, as a result, uh, in the past two plus years since I've came out as transgender uh, publicly. I've been shunned from all family gatherings. I'm not invited. I'm automatically excluded. Um, it sucks. I've voiced my opinions on the matter online. Uh, my youngest sister, who we played D&D with on Mondays, has voiced the concerns and frustrations to my mother, our mother, uh, to no avail. You know? I've I've accepted the fact that it's never going to change, especially after fucking Sunday uh, when Madison went up there for Christmas and brings me back a Christmas card uh, with a check for money in it, but I was dead named on it. Thankfully, they made the check out to Misty and not me, or I wouldn't have been able to cash it because if she used my dead name, well, that's not my legal name anymore. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, frustrated me and irritated me a bit. It's like, hey, it's fucking Christmas. You can't fucking even make an attempt to use my real fucking name. And come on. But other than that, let's see what. Oh, yeah, I got my boudoir pictures back. And god damn, I'm fucking sexy in those. (laughs) I've been posting them fuckers everywhere. A little bit at a time here and there. Threw them all in a folder on Facebook. It's like, Let's throw a couple up on Twitter. Let's throw a couple up on fucking TikTok. Let's throw a couple up on Instagram. Just every couple of days, throwing one or two up, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I look fucking good. And as much as those pictures cost, fuck yeah, I'm going to post the shit out of them and let people see them and enjoy them. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, um, you know, my friend... Um, has been staying with us a few nights. Uh, and she was just, you know, right now she can't be left alone. She needs to have somebody with her at all times because of what she's been going through mentally. So she was staying with a family member, but the family member's cousin got angry and upset Christmas morning, eight o'clock Christmas morning. She messages me and says, can Misty come and get me? (laughs) 
And I was like, well, she's working because Misty actually worked Christmas Day. Um, but long story short, she got her, uh, you know, she got down here and she's been with us uh, since, you know, she spent Christmas with us and has been here with us because, you know, I don't want somebody to go through the holidays alone that has no business going through the holidays alone. Uh, especially when their mental state is what it is. And, yeah. you know, she's a great person. Uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm happy that she spent it with us. And then, you know, Tuesday night, last night, we had D&D. Uh, right at the end of this part of the campaign, because the campaign split up into two parts, and I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to finish or not. Uh, we got close, but you guys took a took a path that I wasn't anticipating, which happens like nine times out of fucking ten. Uh, you know, plan for scenario A, B, and C, and you guys choose scenario D or option E or path F. And it's like, fuck, I didn't anticipate that, you know, and be prepared because I, I can't I can't tell you how many stories I see of DMs being like my players, like, I needed them to do this or this or this, but then they just fucking did this and just ruined everything I had planned. See, that's that's what I like about a pre-written module um, like we're running mm-hmm. because there are a lot of options if you choose to go this route, this route, or this route, or if you get just flat-out dead stuck... I can kind of guide you along with an NPC like I did last night a little bit. Um, but. Well, you also, you also had us like, I don't know. Was there a question we were supposed to ask Simon that we didn't? Cause you, you kept doing like, Oh, he's not done making the breakfast. And I know what you're doing there. That's our indicator. We got it. I still, there's more questions that more information we could get out of it. It was basically, you know, trying to get you to ask about the uh, the spirit of the wife, the deceased wife. Because, uh, you know, her tomb was there and you could actually find her name inscribed on the tomb and you could have actually uttered or said her name aloud and been transported immediately to the steering room where you guys ended Simon. up. Simon knows that? Simon knows a lot. Loose lips. It's going to sink this ship now. But Um, yeah, yeah. So that was a lot of fun, you know. A a lot of things, when you're playing Dungeons & Dragons as a DM, a lot of things is, you know, you can plan for so much, but you're reacting to the player decisions and choices. And, you know trying to weave it together based on those decisions. And it's harder than people think. But it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> the fact that we killed that uh, that character in, in two hits, so fucking funny. <laughs> well, you got a surprise round on her. And then you hit her and did... Over 50% damage of her health. Yeah, I was going to say it was like 40. It was almost 40. No, no, no. I'll take that back. I'll take that back. She had 90 hit points. You hit her for, was it 39 or 49? 39. 
Okay, so she had 51 left. And then Mark hit her, and he hit her for like 40-something. And then his follow-up attack took her right. out. Yeah, so he did he did the majority of the damage for sure, but she but, was hilarious because you were like, what the fuck, guys? It's just like, oh, here's your here's your morning meal. Uh we're here to report uh fuck you, bang, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that she was like she because my character, for anyone gives a shit listening, uh my character uh is a is a is a cleric, but his like background is all about life. Like and and per, uh, um, protecting life in general, but also like um, not farming per se, but uh, uh, not supply. What is it? It's um, providing, right? Yeah. So I chose uh, like as my symbol a cornucopia full of fruit. Well, because that's so ingrained in Gary's consciousness that when he uses spiritual weapon, it just looks like a giant cornucopia. So she just gets whacked with a giant fucking spiritual cornucopia, turns around, goes, the fuck? And Mark goes, dum, 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 like, and she's dead. It, it fucking cracks me up because that's in my mind when, in my mind when I am doing, uh, when I'm doing, when we're doing D&D in my mind and, and combat is happening or a form of combat is happening, I know that it's within seconds of, of each thing, right? Yeah, or yeah. A round of combat takes six fucking seconds, no matter how many participants there are. That so whole something... round, everything is happening instantaneously. Right. Six fucking seconds. So, and yeah. We had what? We had three rounds total in that room. Which means that everything happened within 15 seconds. 18, but yes. 18, yeah. Like, think about that. They, like, if you think about that for a second, it you fucking turn your head and the combat's over. Yeah. It's 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 fucking like that's that's what I love about the combat in D D is like to to have that imagination to that extent is so much fucking fun. But and, and that's what's crazy. I mean, when you play D D, combat takes the longest. But yet, in real time, if you were watching it as a show or a movie, it's the quickest thing. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it, it's it's wild how that works. But it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean that's 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 been my week. You know, uh, a friend of mine from Florida is in. We're going to get together tomorrow. Uh, we haven't seen each other in 20 years. She moved away uh, quite a while back. And she, this is the first time that she's come in to visit that I've had a chance to get up with her. So we're going to do that tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That's been my week. How was your Christmas and how's your week been? Uh, it's been fine. I mean, work sucked because, uh, well, I say sucked, but. It was excruciatingly slow. Um, you know, Friday, nobody was renting anything. And then Sunday, or some sorry, Saturday, everyone was bringing whatever they had back. And we had five trucks coming back throughout the whole day. So I just sat in the fucking office for hours with nothing to do. Thankfully, my, my um, god-awful boss left. 
to go hang out with his family. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, be on my fucking phone here. So it was fine. Like, it was all right. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, and then and Sunday. Uh, so this was funny. I I've, I'm trying to start up Uber because not only do we need the extra cash, but like it's a good way for me to get out of this fucking terrible job. Yeah. And I say terrible only because of my boss. Like honestly, the job itself ain't that hard, but it's like the job itself's cake. I but... wouldn't call it cake. It's still it's still annoying ass customer service. It's still frustrating customer service where like one of the important things you have to keep in mind about about uh U-Haul is um when you are dealing with customers and 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 rentals, you're dealing with large sums of money. So one of the things I get all the fucking time is that we have to estimate mileage at a hundred because it's based on your, your charge is going to be based on how far you drove it. Yeah. Which means that your deposit is going to be close to 200 bucks. At least that's how our company does it. Um, Cause again, we're a supply, we're a, uh, we're a dealer, not a supplier. Suppliers are actually U-Haul centers. We're just a dealer. We we get a commission for every rental. I say we. Steve gets commission anyway. Um, and uh, when when Steve when Steve like okay sorry let me let me go back so so a customer will sit there and be all fucking surprised that uh they have to pay two hundred or they have to put a deposit on two hundred dollars. That conversation gets real fucking annoying on a daily basis. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, one of the other things that happened... Um, uh, or that happens from time to time that's really fucking frustrating is... So, <laughs> I'll go, hey, your deposit today is going to be 185 Don't worry, that's just a hold. It's just a deposit, not your final charge. We won't know that until you come back. Okay, well, how do you how do you determine what my final charges? I said, well, we're going to look at the mileage, see how far you went. It's one twenty nine a mile, or one oh nine if it's Friday. No, Sunday. Sorry, Sunday is one oh nine. Um, and uh, and then if your gas is correct, you won't get an extra charge. I'll show you that on the contract. And I specifically say contract because it is a contract. Yeah, I put the contract on the table. We're going to go over your contract real quick. I circle our, like, uh, or no, I circle their return time, right? As I make sure I ask them, I say, what time are you trying to return this? You have a 24-hour span before you get charged an extra day. Uh, I think, you know, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Okay, cool. 8 a.m. And I go, here's our number. If you think you're going to be late, give us a call, okay? Okay. Here's your mileage and your gas. That's where those are. Make sure those are correct. Come back in if not, because if they're not correct, you could get charged extra and not know it. So we want to make sure that that everything's good when you come back. Okay. Um, your mileage is how I will determine how much to charge you, and then I also highlight how much it costs. And I say, and if the if the gas gauge isn't exactly where it is right now, like let's say it's half a tank, I go, if you've got to bring it back at half a tank, or it's six dollars a gallon. 
which can get real fucking pricey real quick because the way that U-Haul system does it is it does it on, there's like between each fourth of a tank, there's three ticks within there and in, and between two ticks is about three gallons. Okay. And I can't make that adjustment. Like any, any, like I have to pick one of those spots. Yeah. Um, so then I go, okay, here's your card information. And then this right here is all of your responsibilities with the truck, um, including the insurance you got or the insurance you didn't get. And to bring back the cab and the back clean, you don't have to worry about the exterior, just the interior of the truck. So that way you don't get hit with a $25 charge. Yeah. So many people don't fucking pay attention to that. Oh, of course they don't. They're probably looking at their phone when you're telling them half of them. Oh, I, 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 there's been a couple of that. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, it's your fault. And, uh, there was a guy that a while back, he, I know this was, this was Friday. This was on Friday afternoon. Um, he brought back a truck. It was a, uh, it was a 15 footer or was it a 20 footer? It doesn't matter. The, uh, cab was, had like a bunch of water bottles in there that I had to clean up and the back was full of dust and dirt and, you know, which, well, I had to sweep it out. So I hit him with that $25 charge. He had an entire quarter of tank, a quarter of a tank of gas behind. It was at uh, three fourths when he left. It was at a half. So I had to hit him with that, which was like 60 bucks. And then, um, uh, and then I charged him for the, Two days he had it, and by two days I mean like he had it for a twenty-four hour period, and then another five hours. Mm. I can't make that adjustment. I can't say he had it for one day after that, right? No, no. So I hit him with the two days. Um, that's right. It was a twenty-footer because it hit him for uh, forty dollars or eighty dollars on that because it's forty dollars a day. Uh, and then, and then it said he went like fifty miles, which is about like another 60 bucks. So he had to charge quite a bit. Yeah. I can't, I can't change. It. I can't make those adjustments. Like it's, it's U hauls system. He calls back random fucking Raven to, to my boss saying you guys overcharged. You guys are just cheapskates, blah, 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 like all sorts of shit. And I was like, and I had to tell him, I was like, I was like, no, I didn't tell him, but Steve had to tell him like, okay, so what happened? So he looked at the information and he goes, uh, did you, did you put gas in it? And he goes, no, I didn't think I had to. And Steve goes, no, you have to. That's part of the contract that you signed. And the guy was like, I signed a contract? He goes, yes, the, the contract that you signed on, on the pad or on the, uh, the, the, the ATM machine at the end of, of the transaction is your actual contract, your binding signed contract. The guy was like, well, your, your, um, your worker didn't tell me any of this. And my boss goes, um, whether he told you it or not, it's on the contract. Uh, and so uh, after everything was said and done, like the guy, like the guy started yelling at Steve and Steve was like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to call this. You're going to call 1-800-GO-U-HAUL and you're not going to call back here. And Steve hangs up the phone few more minutes go by the guy calls back and i picked up the phone uh, you hawk can i help you 
The guy says, um, is your name Greg? And I said, yes, it is. Uh, and he started yelling at me about it. And I went, I said, sir, I don't, I don't try to screw anybody over when it comes to those prices. I put everything in as I see it. Uh, we tried to go over the contract with you. Um, and I said, I, I don't know what I could have done to change what you saw or how, how to give you that information. Um, like, I don't, I don't know. And he goes, well, you didn't go over the contract with me. I said, sir, can I, can I ask you a question? Do you still have the contract on you? Yes, I do. Is it covered in highlighter marker, like markings? Yeah. Then I did go over the contract with you. Do you see your initials down at the bottom? Yeah. That's because I had you sign it saying, uh, conf confirming that we went over the contract. Well, still, I didn't know any of that information. I said, that's not. I said, sir, I can't. I don't have time for this right now. I have customers here. Uh, again, if this is something you want to dispute, contact 1-800-GO-U-HAUL. Bye. I include hang up the phone. He never called back, but we did get a bad review. Oh, of course. So. And it's that kind of shit that you have to deal with with this job. And it's very frustrating because. Like, it should be a pretty fucking easy job. But you never know what fucking customer is going to be that way. And I know I'm just, it's it's just typical customer service bitching is all I'm doing right now. I've worked enough customer service jobs to know that people are fucking shitty and shit like this is going to happen. I know that when I do Uber, I'm going to get those shitty passengers. I get it. But, like, it makes things frustrating. It makes things complicated. It doesn't have to, but... Again, I know that I'm preaching to the choir. I know that a ton of people that listen to us probably have customer service jobs. And I don't think I'm ever not going to have a customer service job. I genuinely don't. Uh, um, but then, and I can't stress this enough, those customers, I know that we're going to get. And I can deal with that. I can handle that. What I can't handle is my boss. It is like, I don't need to have a conversation with you about your monthly expenses. I don't need to have a conversation with you about how much money you have to spend on what you are, are, are dealing with. It's, it's not fucking necessary. And it is, it is excruciatingly frustrating to sit there and have him say, Oh, there's so many expenses that come out of my pocket every month. When I, when I pay you, when I pay you, I have to, I have to pay this and I have to pay this and I have to, uh, why are you telling me? I don't fucking care. Like, you cannot look at me in the same breath and say, like, I'm not racist because I have a black uh, uh, son-in-law. Son um, and then in this, and then and then like five minutes later, talk about how eighty percent of theft in, the, in in is is all black people. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? It's so it's just ridiculous. Like, there's information that I need. There's information that I don't. This man doesn't shut the fuck up. And then when I go to tell him a story, or I go to tell him an anecdote, he interrupts me halfway through and then just completely loses interest. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking work for you. 
You know, he constantly goes, people, uh, people these days just don't want to work. I'm like, no, they don't want to work for you. They don't want to work for people like you. They don't want to work for fucking boomers who don't understand that people need a living fucking wage. Exactly. They're tired of being exploited. Like he bitches that people want more money. Like there was a woman that he interviewed over the phone or had like a pseudo phone interview. And she said, how much are you paying? And he said, $15 an hour, which is minimum wage in California. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go up to fifteen fifty at the beginning of the year, but uh, um, and she's like, "Not, nah, not enough." Bye, and hangs up the phone, which is her fucking right to do so. Yeah, he's like, "You're never, you're not gonna find anybody paying more than fifteen dollars an hour." And I'm like, "You are, but you're not, you're not willing to pay that because of how much money this place makes. It does not make enough. It straight up doesn't. He's in the hole." Every week. And I know what's going to happen. I know what the fuck is going to happen. He's going to have to fucking shut down the place. The man just turned 76. And he doesn't want to retire because he's legitimately afraid that he'll just be like, he'll become lazy and just die. So like, it's just, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like, I have my own mental instabilities to deal with. I can't deal with my fucking bosses. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's too much, but. Sorry, everybody listening to the podcast. I, I, you had to go through a therapy session with me. I, I apologize. Um, It happens. <laughs> it's just infuriating, man. Like, I want, that's why I want to do Uber so bad because, well, I mean, we'd have a fucking vehicle, but, uh. I just don't want to fucking deal with that anymore. No, no, I don't blame you. And if you can get the Uber gig going, you won't have to deal with that much longer. Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing. Yeah. The the down again, the downside though is the hours I would have to put in. Yeah. But but you know, at least I'd have somewhat of freedom. And then there was the whole thing like on uh, Christmas, by the way. We contacted my uh, my little brother, and uh, um, he's found a place in Texas. Mm. Uh, here's the thing: we probably won't be moving to Texas until March. Uh, so one of the pardon me, one of the big aspects of um, this place that he's getting is that the roof is old. So he has to repair. There has to be repair done to the roof. Uh, yeah. There's something else he said that needs to be repaired, but there needs to be work done on the place. And then he has to move there first before moving us there. So by the time everything is said and done, it'll be, it'll be March end of March, by the way. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I think what I'm also going to try to do while I'm Ubering is uh, look for remote jobs. So that way I can still have occupation when I move there. But yeah, um, outside of that, uh, Christmas was was fine. Um, I, uh, I did get... I did get a little irritated with my dad because uh, 
uh, I don't know what it was about Christmas Day, but he was having a really hard time like communicating to me. So he had talked to Josh the night before about um, the fact that he got rid of a couch in his house and that they were going to put a table in the middle of the living room and they wanted us to bring chairs because they didn't think they had enough, right? Or enough comfortable chairs, I should say. Mm-hmm. My dad texts me. Now, I didn't hear any of this conversation. My dad texts me the day, the morning of Christmas and I'm just chilling in my room because like, I got like six hours before I got like, before we're leaving i've taken my shower i'm ready to go but you know i'm just i'm just chilling yeah i'm playing a video game i don't remember what i was playing but i get a text message from him that says we need to grab the chairs out of the garage and i was like why it's fucking cold as hell outside and those are lawn chairs and he says because josh said we need to bring chairs and i'm like why like again i don't understand why we're bringing chairs how many people are coming only five. Oh, this is the five of us. And I was like, so why the fuck are we bringing chairs? Like, does Josh not have enough? Like, he has two couches. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Ah, uh, that's what he told me to, uh, for us to bring chairs. And I went, okay, what what chairs? The fucking fold-out lawn chairs? Because those sit hella low to the ground. And he was like, no, the chairs that we have in the garage. And I'm like, again, the lawn chairs. What are the chairs that we have in the fucking garage? So I'm getting now I'm getting increasingly more irritated because I, I feel like there's a whole chunk of information I'm not getting, which is accurate. I was there was a whole piece I was not getting. Like Josh getting rid of the other fucking couch. Um so I uh we go out to the garage, and I, again I'm getting again I'm getting more frustrated because I, I I can't guarantee that I'm not getting information, but it feels like it, right? Yeah. So we go look at the fold-out chairs, and and Dad go like he comes out. I, I go out to the garage and I start to grab the fold-out chairs from the storage unit. He comes out and he's like, "Well, we have my my walker here because he has like a sit-down walker." Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, "So we have this." I was like, "Okay, that's it." He goes, "Those those chairs over there," and I'm like, "Those two chairs that fold out that sit about a foot to the fucking ground." And I can't fit in, and mom won't be able to sit in because it'll hurt. Those two? Oh, what about the fold-out chairs? I was like, those also sit low to the ground? And he goes, oh, I thought we had, I thought we had, like, desk chairs. I was like, since when did we have fucking desk chairs in this house? And he goes, uh, he goes, I don't know, that's what I thought we had. And I went, and I said, uh, this is why you need to fucking communicate to me. This is why you need to actually talk to me about what's going on instead of just making an assumption. And he gets all, he's like, why are you fucking getting so angry with me? And I'm like, I'm not going. And he goes, he says, uh, uh, he starts screaming at me about me overreacting or whatever. I was like, no, 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 no. So I, well, I, I just, I just stopped talking. Just entirely stopped talking. And uh, because again, he was just screaming at me. Uh, And um, I put the fucking, the fold out chairs away. He goes and heads back inside with his walker. I go to, I go, I'm walking behind it because, you know, you can't walk very fast. And we go to go inside. And, uh, um, 
Oh, that's right. So he's standing at the door, and I come around the corner, and he's just staring at me. I swear to God, he's just staring at me with like an angry grin. And I go, what the fuck do you want? Go the fuck inside. And he goes, are you going to be like this all day? And I said, um, I said, if you keep acting like this way, I fucking will. I just won't fucking go. And he goes, I'm trying to help out. I'm trying to get things done for Christmas. And you're just being complicated. And I went, I'm being fucking complicated? Dad, how about you give me the information that I need? I didn't talk to Josh last night. So I'm confused as to fuck what chairs you thought we had. Secondly, I'm confused as to why the fuck we need chairs. You're not giving me the information. And then you're also not listening to me. Because you just want to have control over everything. He's just like, he stops talking for like a second. And he goes, uh, he says, uh, all Josh said to me was that we don't have certain chairs because he got he got rid of a couch. And I went, that's the first time I'm hearing you say the words he got rid of a couch. And he and he goes, I didn't say that. And I went, no. And he goes, okay. And I said, and then the second thing, Dad, is I I don't. What chairs did you think we had? And he goes, you know those fold-out chairs that you can like kind of use as like, um, uh, what do you say? He said, uh, like metal fold-out chairs like they use in wrestling. He didn't say that, but that's what he, I don't remember the words he used. And I said, Dad, we've never had those. Where did you think we had those? And he goes, I don't know. I thought we had them. I went, Okay. He goes, I guess we don't have any chairs to bring. I was like, we don't have any chairs to bring. We don't. And he goes, and I said, I, I go, that, that, so so why did you promise Josh that we did? He goes, I thought we had them. And I was like, but you didn't talk to me. You didn't have a conversation with me. You didn't, you didn't bring me into the fold. You didn't have Josh contact me. So what the fuck? And he goes, yeah, I should have. I should have had Josh contact you. I was like, no, I should have contacted Josh. I, but I didn't think we needed to bring anything. So that's that. I said, how are we getting there as well? I said, if we're bringing Scarlett and Kaylee, which are our dogs, if we're bringing food, we're bringing the butterball soup and some desserts. And then we were also going to bring chairs. Plus, mom has you know an anxiety attack every time she's around another human being besides us. How are we doing an Uber that also costs $50 there and $50 back? And he goes... Uh, well, we're trying to figure that out because Jeff or Josh, this was before Christmas, Jeff or Josh is going to, are, are going to grab us or, uh, we'll take an Uber after the weekly expenses. I go, we are either not going or they're coming to get us. Yeah. What I didn't know was that Josh, Josh and Michaela have a, have a, uh, a B, a small BMW hatchback and a Josh has a truck. Um, they had to bring both vehicles to pick all three of us up. Oh, man. And then at the end of the night, um, Josh was going to try to take us back home in just the VW, which he could have done. It was totally fucking possible. But we would have had to leave Dad's walker behind. Now, to be fair, Dad hasn't used that walker since, you know, for, for, <clears throat> for yeah. so fucking long. Um, like he literally only uses it when he needs to have a place to sit at a location. So Josh's house, uh, and, um, so I, so we were trying to tell him like, we'll just leave it here. 
just you know when when the time comes when the when the situation's right and you need to come to Oak Grove or some shit, just bring it. He was like, I don't want to deal with that. Blah blah. Just we'll we'll take two cars. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that was another fucking issue, but um, that wasn't an issue I was going to concern myself with. I was like, either we're going or we're not. That's it. Uh, and there was one more moment during the Christmas day itself. Like after that argument with dad, nothing changed. Like nothing really outlandish happened throughout the day. But there was one moment where, um, now I don't know if I ever explained to you what butterball soup is. No. It's an old German recipe, uh, specifically depression era recipe, um, where you take butter, allspice, and breadcrumbs. You make little balls, and then you take chicken stock. Usually, you want chicken noodle soup, basically, and you make a soup out of that. That's it. It's really not that fucking outlandish or special, but that's it. But we love butterball soup. Like, it's it's a fucking holiday tradition around here. Okay. I've never heard of it. Um, I've had the recipe a couple times because my grandma used to make it every year. Multiple times a year. And uh, my, then my dad started making it. And then my, my sister started making it. And I had to look up, like, where it comes from. And it is German. A German recipe is a bit fucking different than... The depression era one but my grandma grew up in the depression so it is a depression era fucking mm. recipe um well let I me mean, think about it it's simple ingredients that you don't have to spend so, a lot on, and you can make a fuck ton of it with those simple ingredients yeah i'm looking at it right now it looks like a meatball but it's made of breadcrumbs instead yep huh so I've never prepared it, but my dad had already made all the all the butterballs. And so I'm in Josh's kitchen trying to make it. And I and I was like, Dad says, don't make all of it. Okay. Well, I'll I'll put in two boxes. Now, what I don't know about these boxes of noodle soup or chicken noodle soup is that each box has two packets, and each packet is the instructions. So I've put in six cups of water because it's three cups per package. Mm-hmm. Arthur Packet, I should say. Um, and Dad goes, "Greg, uh, don't don't do this. Don't do something." I was like, "Okay, what?" So I go into the living room and I'm like, "What?" And he's he's trying to what he's trying to say is each box has two packets, and each packet is three cups of water. Only use about four of the packets. That's what he was trying to say. What came out of his fucking mouth was gibberish. <laughs> like, you know how when you talk to a little kid and they're trying to tell you a story and they're just like, so I was on the playground the other day and 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 Jeremy said to me what he said was he looked at me and he said that he him and him and Steve went to the creek and and when they when they went to the creek and Steve Steve is Jeremy's like best friend and when they, when they, when they were on the playground, when Jeremy and Steve were on the playground, uh, and Steve, Steve said to Jeremy, like, you gotta see this, and then, and then Steve like took Jeremy to the creek, and like Jeremy's my friend, 
but Steve's not my friend. So Steve, Steve and Jeremy are friends. So they went together and I, I didn't get to go, but then Jeremy and Steve spoke in class today. (laughs) And then it ends with like, and the rock was blue. (laughs) Um, that's how he sounded. And I was losing my fucking mind. I'm like, there needs to be a cohesiveness in the words that you're fucking using. And you're not doing that right now. Josh goes to interject and like try to help. And I went, no, not right now. I'm trying to figure this out. And he was just like, shit. Okay. Um, but then I finally got out of dad and I said, I looked at him. And I go, what the fuck was that? You had three sentences. Each box has two packets. Each packet is three cups of water. Use four packets. And he goes, I just, my brain just couldn't do that. I just couldn't think of him. Like, good God. So that was, that was a situation, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was, it was a one. And then the rest of the day went off without a hitch. Like, my, I think I've told you this, but uh, I'll, I'll leave that off the podcast. Um, but yeah, it was, it was nice. We got to play some Uno. Uh, it was, it was all, that was also kind of funny because, uh, they didn't know all the house rules you could do with Uno, like zero seven or stacking or yeah, uh, draw to draw to your play, that, that kind of stuff. So I'm throwing these rules out at them and they're just like, what about classic Uno? And I'm like, all of these are part of classic Uno. I don't know what to tell you guys. Yep. I'm giving, I'm giving you the option because it, these rules exist in Uno. <laughs> Like they're less house rules and more just options. <laughs> yep. And it was really funny too because I kept saying, "Do you want to play with these?" And they didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. So then I changed it again, and I'm not changed it, but then I was like, "I was like, I'm just asking if you guys want to use these rules. We don't have to." I've just never heard of them, and I'm like, I get not ever hearing of the zero seven rule, but have you never heard of the stacking rule? That threw me. I was like, "What?" So. But after after we started playing and everyone kind of got the hang of it, then we did stacking and it was fun. It was a good time. But uh Hell yeah. Um Yeah, that's that's about it. And then you know the rest of the week, you know, was basic and typical. Um it's been, it's been a good chunk of Monday just watching what we're gonna review here in a second. Which is my segue, baby. Oh, that's the other thing I want to bring up before the segue. That would have been a good segue. Uh, did you know that today is uh, Stanley's 100th birthday? Do what now? Did you know today is Stanley's 100th birthday? Oh, Stan Lee? Yep. He would have been 100 today? Yep. I thought he died when he was 94. He did. <laughs> He's not but been he... dead six years. Hold on. Hold on. I'm seeing so many people tweet that out. People are fucking stupid. Um, That's true, but I don't see that fucking many people being that stupid. I do. He was was born in 1922. Okay. I thought he was 94 when he died. He died in 2018, so that would have been four years ago. He was 96. Or just about to turn 96. Yeah, people aren't as stupid as you thought. Yes, they are. They just weren't as stupid on this occasion. <laughs> anyway, Stanley would have been 100 today. <laughs> yeah, December 28th, 1922. 100 years ago. 
And he made all my favorite superheroes. Spider-Man and X-Men and one. And Captain America. No, he's not made Captain America. He made Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Ant-Man, Wasp, Fantastic Four, Black Panther, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, and Black Widow. Maybe not all my favorites. And X-Men. I said X-Men. Oh. I said Spider-Man, X-Men, and then I was trying to read the rest. Oh, okay. He did fuck over (laughs) Jack Kirby quite a bit, but that's, you know. And Steve Ditko. And Steve Ditko. Uh, There's a movie coming out, too, about that. That the Stanley estate is like, no. I'm like, "Mm, no, people need to know who a man was through and through. Period. Yeah, not who he was at the end, but who he was before, too. Because to me, flaws, flaws make a person way more interesting and... Stanley is an interesting person that we had on this planet. Yeah. So anyway, boy, we have been talking for 45 minutes. Well, was we that a lot of chunk you're going to cut out or no, no saying we had a lot of shit to talk about. You particularly had more shit to talk about than I did, but that's okay. I don't know about that. I started talking at 25 minutes. So. No, so I guess sooner than that. We'll go back and fucking find it then. <laughs> anyway, let's go I ahead talk it was about 18. But yeah. No, no, I, I, <clears throat> I swear to God, I looked at the clock when I started talking about uh, my job and it was like, look, here's the thing, folks. <laughs> Maya and I use this podcast as a, as a sort of a therapy tool. That too. And, I also and, have a regular therapist, but still. This is every week. My regular therapist is once a month. Right. I use it as a therapy tool in that I get to do something pseudo creative. Like, I know this podcast isn't the most successful thing on the planet, and I have accepted that. But being able to come on here, talk to a friend, and discuss something that we both love. Like it, it's, 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 it's helped. Yeah. Yeah. It's helped this old noodle quite a bit. So anyway, uh, the Witcher blood origin, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this was announced at the end of season two last year, a surprise announcement. Um, it's a standalone series, but it's also a tie in series. Um, it's set 1,200 years before the events of the Witcher TV series. Blood Origin depicts the creation of the first Witcher, as well as the events leading to the conjunction of the spheres, and it explores the ancient elven civilization before its demise. And there are some major fucking players that come into play that are in this fucking series. Um... But it opens up with Yaskier on a battlefield and he is about to be killed and something stops time and transports him out of that battlefield to like this uh, uh, arrangement of stones. It it looked like a different plane of existence. Yeah, it really did. It really did. And uh, this, uh, this, this woman... 
says, I need you to sing the song of the seven sandpiper. Your stories are not, your story's not over yet. And he's like, the song of the seven, what's that? And she's like, it's the, uh, it's the war that leads to the conjunction of the spheres and the creation of the first witcher who was an elf. He's like, oh, that's going to piss Geralt off so much. Yes, let's get going. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> and it focuses, and it's, you know, just uh, the the seven are the Lark, which is Alea, uh, a warrior of the Queen's Guard who leaves to become a traveling musician. Uh, there's Fjall Stoneheart. Stoneheart? Was it Stoneheart? I, you're asking the guy that can't remember, fucking remember names. So he was the he was a warrior of the Dog Clan, who uh, were basically sworn to protect the king of Zintreya. Uh, but he's, <coughs> he's cast out and shunned because he was caught fucking the king's sister, the princess. Yeah, uh, was it was the um, yeah they were in that jail. The her uh, him and that uh, that other woman you're about to talk about, like fucking the princess. I was like, oh okay, <laughs> so yeah, say it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, Merwin is the princess. Uh, we have uh, let's see. There's Sindril and Zakari. Uh, they are a celestial pair of their celestial twins. Uh, they shared a, an adoptive mother. Uh, then there was Callan, also known as Brother Death. And then Meldoff, the dwarf, uh, who was delightful. Yeah. Uh, um, she was lots of fun. Yeah, I liked her a lot. And then she, there seemed, was, she came off as like a dwarf barbarian. <clears throat> That's another yeah. thing about this show. And we, we, I like... I'm just going to say it out now because it's just on my mind. As the show started and the first three episodes were going through and introducing these new characters and they were getting together and all this kind of stuff, I kept thinking this feels like a fucking D&D campaign. It really does. Each character had their class mm-hmm. and their and, and their race. And I was like, or sorry, species. We got to change that dialogue. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, and I was just like, "This is the Witcher D and D. This is this is the Witcher uh, tabletop game that they they want to make." <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was also Sion. Uh, she was the last member of a nomadic tribe, the Ghost Tribe, uh, that was on a mission to retrieve a blade that was stolen from her people. Uh, but we see. Uh, Aridin as a captain of the guard. Uh, uh, for the for the king, and then later on the empire, because there's a coup, because there's always a coup. But to see Aridin back in the early days, you know, you see like his lust for power. Aridin's a huge fucking deal. Uh, Aridin becomes the leader of the Wild Hunt. Uh. If you remember back in season two, 
remember back in season two when Geralt and Yennefer and Ciri in that last episode, when they're transported to that other plane of existence, another world, that's when Geralt sees the wild hunt for the first time. Uh, Aridin's a major, major player in the games, especially the Witcher 3. Uh, he's like the main protagonist. Avalok is also a huge deal in The Witcher 3. Uh, Wouldn't the main protagonist be Geralt? Antagonist, I mean. Sorry. Okay. I was like, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I meant, I meant main antagonist. Yes. And Avalok's also a major player in The Witcher 3. Uh, and of course, we see a young Ithleen, which is series ancestor uh, who is also responsible for the prophecy that prophesizes Siri. Uh, uh, so we see a lot of this stuff that not, isn't necessarily from the books or the games themselves, but tie into those things because they are existing characters, but this is its own made made for the Netflix series continuity. So it's its own thing. And I really enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was fascinating. We had four episodes. They're about an hour long each. The first one's called The Ballads, Brawlers, and Bloodied Blades. Uh, And that essentially uh, puts... it's, it's, It's... a tavern brawl puts Alea on a collision course with destiny. Emotions get the best of Fjall after a close call, and a royal betrayal leads to bloodshed. That's the simplest premise. Mm. Yeah. I was going to read it from Wikipedia, but I shit you not, Wikipedia has like basically running down everything in the first three episodes and then nothing at all for the fourth episode. When I say everything, like I can't even fit, but the first two episodes on my screen, on my computer monitor (laughs) to get the third one, then the first one's cut off. We wasted enough time already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) going to run those down. So episode two is called, of dreams, defiance, and desperate deeds, and in need of coin to fund their quest, Alea, Fjall, and Skion hatch a risky scheme that leads to a firestorm of trouble, and then Merwin uh, stumbles onto a secret. Episode 3 of Warriors Wakes and Wondrous Worlds. Uh, the, after meeting Meldoff and her beloved Gwen, the warriors put a perilous endgame in motion as truths are revealed, passions rekindled, and sacrifices made. And then the fourth episode is called Of Mages, Malice, and Monstrous Mayhem. And uh, simple premise, as Merwin forges an uneasy alliance to achieve her plans for Elfkind, the battle begins in Zentrea, where... Alea finds her voice and Fial loses control. Um, so, simple rundown. Not going to go into too much detail, but if you liked the original Netflix Witcher series, you should really enjoy this. 
that's I was gonna say that like I I enjoyed it because it was um it felt very witchery like it felt like it, it needed to be in that world and the only like I keep seeing these articles about like the fans fucking hate it or it's getting really bad it's getting review bombed and i'm like it's either getting review bombed review bombed because people are mad about the recasting of Geralt, um or people actually think it's bad but i didn't think it was bad at all like i thought it was really solid yeah yeah i was looking and like when you google it it's got a 2.2 out of 1,515 ratings as of the Google summary or the Google search when I pulled it up an hour and a half ago. Uh, so if I weird. refresh, I don't understand that. Now, that's out of five. Uh, it's either getting five-star reviews or one-star reviews. There's not much three, four, and twos. But yeah. the one-stars outstrip the five-stars. But... Yeah, it's it's I'm trying to go to Metacritic right now, but it's like not loading on my phone. It's so weird. Oh, I'll go to I'll see if I can pull it up. Cause what I want to see is what like reviewers are actually saying about it versus the, the actual like people. I tried on tried two different fucking web browsers and it's just not loading. I don't know if it's their their site or my phone. It shouldn't be my phone, it's working just fine. No, it's their site. Okay. okay. No, I'm there. I'm, um, there. I'm there. I am there, and I'm putting in the Witcher. Web. Origin. <laughs> So, pulling it up on Metacritic here, it's taking a moment to load. I don't know why. Because Metacritic's website is garbage right now? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm going I'm to look on IMDb and see if it's also getting review bomb there. Because it probably is, but... Uh, they... Oh, yeah, sure. What are Yeah, four, four out of ten. Uh, let's see. Wow. People, the wow, wow, that is a wild fucking review. It's introducing characters. Introducing important characters in the lore. Introducing the first version of a witcher and how the trial of grasses has evolved, what stayed the same and what's evolved from it. Introducing key locations like Zentrea, which becomes Sintra. You know, uh, introducing magic to the world, introducing the conjunction of the spheres, which is how the worlds collided and came together, similar to Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, you know, 
so it's like I'm I'm looking at some of these reviews and it's like they're legitimate reviews. What I mean by that is from reviewers instead of just people. No, no. users on IMDb. Oh, okay. Like this person says one out of ten. It's like bullet points. Imagine a story like, say, The Hobbit summarized into 20 bullet points. Don't agree by that standard at all. That's how this show feels. It moves from point to point rapidly and tries to fit as much story in as possible in a short time span. Sort of. Uh, There is no depth. It's a shallow shell of a story that anyone could have written in a bathroom break. Uh, No. But that's, you know, here's the problem. That's a legitimate review. That is an opinion this person has. That's not no, just no, I agree. It's like not it's not actively review bombing it. So I'm like, I can't be mad at the review. I can disagree entirely, but yeah, like, I disagree with it, but you know, I mean that's I their fully, opinion. Well, that's the thing. I fully expected people to be review bombing it because of Geralt being uh recasted. But that's not what's happening here. So I don't get why people aren't enjoying it because I fucking thought it was pretty fucking good. It's not, it's not the best though. Like I'm going to be honest with you. Like I think this show suffered from not enough content. I honestly think it could have used another episode. I think it used another fucking four episodes. I think this could have been an entire like season of a show. Um, A little bit more could have. I thought it was fine to the context of what we needed from the characters, right? Like we yeah. had, we had, we had these, we had the, 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 the seven of them, the, the, the fucking D and D troop. Um, but here's the thing about certain stories. You don't need all this fucking backstory. You don't need everything. If you paid attention to Witcher season one and two, you had enough context to know kind of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't trying to give you, a fuck ton of lore. It was trying to tell a succinct story about the first Witcher. Period. End of story. That's what it was trying to do. And, and the fall it. of the Elven Empire. Well, even then, even with the fall of the Elven Empire, I don't think that that was its primary focus. The primary focus was the first Witcher. And it, the story even tells you that in the very beginning, when the woman or the entity that's talking to Jaskier says this. She says it's the first Witcher. It's the story of the first Witcher, and he was an elf. And he's like, "Oh, Geralt's gonna be pissed when he hears that." That is important context to what is the point of the story. It's yes, also do you get other things? Yeah, you absolutely do. But well, I think it's also kept short and succinct because. It's being summarized into a song by Yaskier. I so, yeah, I mean, you can definitely say that and go that route, but I don't think that that is something that most people are going to gravitate to think about. Not even just gravitate, but you know, I don't think people are going to look at it from that perspective, and I definitely don't think that that was the showrunner's perspective. I think that them going to the extent of of being like well it's only going to be four episodes because it's basically going to be i don't think that's how they wrote it i think they wrote this to be about the length of a film but 
you know, change it to four episodes at the last minute, or maybe not last minute, but definitely change it to four episodes at some point. Because honestly, it's it's about a three and a half hour film if you watch it in one sitting. I did the math on it last night. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I think a lot of people, because here's the thing about The Witcher, there's multiple books which take a while to read. Yep. There's two I still seasons. I still need to read them. I own them. Still need to read them. There's two seasons of an entire show. With there the third is, season coming out within the next six months. And there are three very long video games. And excellent video games. At that. Each piece of content for The Witcher takes time. Takes a lot of time. This is the first piece of content we've had for The Witcher that is short and succinct. This is true. So maybe people wanted more content out of this. And it is a criticism I will have of the show. I think it's a good criticism to have of the show. If yeah. you're going to introduce multiple characters, maybe have it fleshed out a little bit more. Do I think it's important to the story? No. These characters aren't meant to be revisited. They're meant to be in and out, one and done. Um, I don't want to say that this, like, is this a complaint people had about Rogue One? We didn't know the backstory of every single character in that group, but everyone fucking loves that movie. Yeah. So why why is this a legit complaint people are having about this show? So I don't know. That's just... I thought it was fun. I thought it was a nice jaunt to the history of... What's the world that this exists in? What's the name of it? Uh, well, it's the Elven world, uh, which was shit. I know it has a name. Like the land itself has a name, but I don't remember. But I also, I do like how the end of this show was just like, because of this event is what caused humans to come to the world. It's like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the conjunction of the spheres. Uh I don't know off the top of my head what the elven world itself was called before the conjunction of the spheres. And honestly, <clears throat> I'm not going to find it on this Wikipedia entry, I don't think. It, it, would, it doesn't matter. It doesn't ultimately matter. But um, it's just usually fantasy worlds have a name to their land. So I was like, oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, I think back to moments of the show and it's got it's got funny moments. It's got sad moments it's got intense moments it's you know like uh, to me and i say this to my dad all the time we don't need to know everyone's backstory we don't need to know the history of the world we don't have to have that information to enjoy a story a story is about characters in the moment and if you have the characters fleshed out well enough in the moment your show is going to be fine um and i think for me this show shine because of those moments. Yeah. Um, whereas the next show we're talking about, I think, suffers from that. Uh, yeah. Which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, I prefer stories that are a bit more succinct and don't have these long, excruciating backstories for every single character. We don't have to have them as. Like, we don't have to know everything about every single fucking character. It's not necessary. 
So when a character shows up, she's a badass. We know there's a little bit of mystery to her. And then she shows up again later and has a five minute piece of dialogue where she's talking to somebody and explains her history in a very get against succinct manner. I'm like, that's enough. That's enough. And every character is that every character has that moment. Like we don't really have a flashback um, of anybody's thing. They just kind of tell somebody and I'm like, that's fine. Why do we need more than that? Please explain it to me. If you, if you watch this show and you hated how they did that, explain to me why you hated it. Cause yeah. I, I genuinely don't understand why that's something that you are so against. So, uh, so there were there were a lot of great lines from the dwarf. What was your favorite line from her? Oh, I don't know that. I don't. I don't. I don't remember any quotes, man. Like, oh I, god, the one where she was talking to the one dude and she looked at him and says, "You could give you could go face first into a bucket full of tits, come up with a mouthful of cock." <laughs> that was a good line. Yes, I remember that one. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like she, she was, she was one of the best characters. The two mages, I think, felt tacked on. Oh yeah, a little tacked on. Like they were like they needed that, and they were like, uh, you know. But even they had dialogue that kind of told their history. Yeah, it was just, it was just maybe a little boring. Um, I, I don't know. Like, like I said, I think the show suffered from not enough content. To the to the degree that, um, it could have been longer. Uh, like when the mages, like I feel like the, the fucking villain that was taken out very quickly, um, had more screen time or had more like in depth time than the two mages. Oh, Valor, Valor, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, like when he. I don't know if it was his apprentice or just assistant, but when he killed her, I was like, oh, his like I, legit, I legit was like, oh my God. <laughs> he fucking Thanos her ass. Um, yeah, and, and at that moment, I was, and I was looking at the at the world where they were, and I was like, oh, he's, oh, this is the wild hunt. This is how they get betrayed and become the wild hunt somehow. So that was yeah. very cool. Well, what grade would you give it? A B. B. It's a B. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like, it's not an A because I, because again, I think that there are some aspects to it that I think that they did maybe a bit too quickly. Like, again, those mages. Yeah. Um, I would, I would have liked a little bit, you know, like, like the scene with the, the dwarf and um, the, uh, I'm going to call him the, the, their, their archer, not archer, the guy that she was falling in love with. What the fuck was he? Like, what class would he be? Rogue? Um, who was falling in love with? I say falling in love, but she was the one. Like they were, they were being real chummy in the cave when. Um, oh, you're talking about Brother Death, Callan. Yes, yes, Brother Death, yes. Well, I don't think she was falling in love. With. Uh, I think she was just, you know, getting real friendly formed, with, formed a genuine friendship with him. Uh yeah, because like they're exchanging stories, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And, and then, then she's asleep when he's telling his. And just, oh God! Yeah, it was great. Um, 
we didn't get that with those mages. At least I don't remember we was getting that. No. So I was, was kind of like, like we could have we could have used a little bit of that. Um, well, or Michelle Yao's character. Uh, I feel like she was skimmed over a bit much. Um, I loved how she played double agent, double double agent, <laughs> triple agent. Really? Yeah, like she was fucking playing the game hard. I was like, this is awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, but I think that's honestly like, that's the only thing that it really suffered by is that when certain things happen to certain characters, I didn't have that emotional pool that I think maybe it could have used. Yeah. Yeah. But a, I, I get but, you. But again, it's not totally fucking necessary. Like they're a fucking D and D party. That's what they were. You cannot convince me otherwise. No, you're not wrong. And you know? in a D&D party, not every character is fucking fleshed out like that. Sometimes they have a weak fucking backstory. We just move on. We tell the main fucking plot. And that's what the show did. They told the main plot. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a B. I'm going to give it a B plus, And for many of the same reasons as you, I do think... It could have used another episode or two. You know, hell, I would like to see if they would, what they could do with it if they were given full eight episodes and flesh things out more. But for what it was, I thought it was highly enjoyable. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I thought it was in true, stayed true to the spirit of what makes The Witcher so great. You know, uh, mm-hmm. we got monsters. We got the first monster hunter we got fucking humor uh we got just grit we got heart we we got a lot and you know we see magic coming about the first use of fire magic which is you know a big no-no and we see why it's a big no-no now uh so yeah it was a lot of fun don't sleep on it. If you enjoyed The Witcher, you should enjoy this. You know, and, and I'm honestly, not saying if, if you, you enjoyed... don't that you're wrong. I'm just saying maybe re-examine it and think about do you not like it because it doesn't have Henry Cavill in it and it's not connected to the main universe so much? Or do you not like it for other reasons? Let us know why you don't like it if you don't. Let us know why yeah. you do like it if you do. Put it in the it's, comments below. It's not super common that Maya and I agree strongly on a show to then see the entire fucking internet hate it. Like, that's not a common thing for us. No. Oh. It's, this is this is very strange. <laughs> it's a strange feeling. But yeah, yeah, because I think the last time something like this happened was probably, what, the Rise of Skywalker? <sighs> oh, no, The Last Jedi, I mean. Last year, yeah, because we yeah, both loved it. Last, and... Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway. I'd say like Rise of Skywalker. I feel like shit. You and I didn't see eye to eye on it. No, no. I thought it was fun. Anyway, let's talk about Willow. Do we have to? Prisoners of Skellen, episode six. Not great. Again, I know this show is this show is a hundred percent our struggle watch right now. Yeah, it is a struggle watch. Here is a very quick rundown. 
Uh, we see trolls uh, bringing Kit and Willow because apparently Willow was captured at the end of episode five, even though it didn't show that he was captured. Uh, they're locked in a cage. They encounter another prisoner named Christian Slater. I mean, Alagash, who uh, tells people that his name is Mad Mardigan, uh, who took part in a quest to obtain the Chimerian Curious from the vaults beneath the Troll City. Um, while in captivity, they yep. learn that the trolls collect <laughs> prisoners. Happens. Yeah, they learn co- trolls collect prisoners as slaves and are servants of the crone. Allagash claims he was betrayed by Borman. Meanwhile, Alora, Danon, and the others mount a rescue mission to infiltrate the mines disguised as trolls. Kit, Willow, and Allagash break free of their cages. After reuniting with Kit, Willow, and Allagash, the group retrieves the Chimerian Curious from a vault. Kit also learns that her father, Mad Mardigan, went into the depths beneath the Troll City. After fighting several trolls, they reach the base of the Troll City, only to discover that Alora's spell had liquefied the ground. Kit's furious with Laura, thinking she's prevented her from reuniting with her father. Kit is sucked into the liquefied abyss while Laura tries to use her magic to free her. Meanwhile, the captive Eric meets a mysterious young woman who claims that he has the key to freeing them. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. This show's not good. It's not getting it's, better. No, it's got a lot of fucking problems. Uh, one of and biggest- what was the fucking point of using the Beach Boys as a fucking outro song. That I said that to too. I was like, I was like, was it because that character saw a woman? Like, was that it? Was that the entire fucking reason? It's such uh, a weird, and it wasn't a fucking cover. Like every other, like almost every other version, it was straight up Beach Boys. I was like, what are we? What? What is this show right now? What the fuck are we doing? It's the dialogue it's, it's, was fucking atrocious yet again in many places. Uh, Hundred percent. This one was exceptionally bad. Yeah, and I'm sorry, trolls, just being so civilized and intelligent. It was just like I know they're going for comedy with that. I 100 percent know that's that supposed to be, like, to be funny, but it just came off as just bad. It was just it was cringy. Like, yeah, I, it was cringy. Use the term cringy, but it it was like. Oh, you promised me that you were Mad Bart again. I don't like you. As he's getting stabbed, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like that was mm-hmm. that was the coolest scene in the show when they're fighting the trolls and like one gets beheaded, and I was like, whoa, this has actually got this got rad suddenly. And then like, yeah, there's good there's good things in this show, but they're so buried beneath all the bad. It's yeah, it's 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 the bad way outweighs the good and. The like dialogue is awful. It, it looks fantastic. The look is wonderful. Oh, yeah. Looks great. But whoever's directing this has done a terrible job. Because I will say this until I'm blue in the fucking face. You can have good actors. If you have a bad director, yeah. you will have bad actors. Yeah. Straight up. Um, and like here's the, the who, thing. It's been been directed by three or four different directors at this point in six episodes. It's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different writers on six different episodes. So yeah, it just doesn't feel like even though there is an overarching story and it is connected, it doesn't feel like the tone varies from episode to episode. Yeah. It varies. It not only varies significantly, 
but it feels like it has left us behind. Which is a weird thing because it's taking its sweet ass time at the same time mm-hmm. to get anywhere. Um, I fucking like Warwick Davis, absolute legend, right? Yeah, yeah. Awful in the show. Fucking awful in the show. His lines are terrible, his acting is terrible. Like the the titular character is I hate him the most. I cannot stand him. Genuinely. Which is awful i like why yeah i don't know if you agree with me on that i fucked it he's not it's just there's so much bad with this show it's it's disappointing because like i i gotta it's it's disappointing for you because again and i can't stress this enough like i probably wouldn't have watched this show if we were not reviewing it because I didn't, I didn't grow up with Willow. I didn't. I, I, I know that I saw it, but it didn't stick at yeah. all. So I don't have nostalgia for the show. But for people who have nostalgia for the show, I can't imagine how disappointing the show is. And that's it's such a letdown. It really yeah. is. I had such high hopes for this show. This is one of the things that I was looking forward to with great anticipation and great excitement since I saw the first trailer. And the first trailer made it look amazing. You yeah, I, I like reminded you when it was coming out, and you were like, "We're absolutely watching that." I was like, "Oh, I know. I'm adding it to the to the list." And you know, it's like regurts. It, it's there's two like, episodes left, and we're going to cover them, but we're not going to be happy about it. I mean, this episode gets a D. It wasn't good. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. It's it's. I wholeheartedly agree with the D. It's not an F because it's not like completely unwatchable. No, it skirts it's, that fucking line. It, it's watchable once, but that's it. And yeah. you know, you did get a couple of nice little things sprinkled in through the crap, but it's just getting bad. It's 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 getting worse. It's not getting better. It's getting worse. Yeah, it's 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 disappointing and frustrating and. Yeah, I just I don't I don't I don't understand some of the fucking creative choices they've made either. Like a lot of things don't make sense with how they've structured them. No. And it's and you don't want this kind of show to be bad because the world that they've created that George Lucas created when he made the first one could have so much potential. Yeah. But like and I know this show is not getting all views. Like, I doubt there'll be a season two. I like. Oh, I don't foresee a season two. And if there is a season two, I don't see how. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's. You can only roll so much glitter on a turd. At the end of the day, it's still a fucking turd. I didn't expect this show to be as bad as it is, but Jesus Christ. So anyway, let's go ahead and wrap it up because we are at an almost an hour, an hour 30. So yeah, it's, and I'm hungry. Oh, I'm very hungry. I have to also pee real by it. Um, All right. So well, next week, everybody, this. we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch episode seven of Willow. Uh, but the other part of what we're gonna do, which I'm actually more excited for, way more excited for, is we're gonna run down our top five movies, top five TV shows, and top five video games that we experienced in 2022. Um, not what we reviewed on the podcast, although there may be some overlap in things that we've watched, but yeah, I was gonna say we we uh 
Maya and I discussed this prior, like months ago, that our anniversary episodes are going to be specifically what we reviewed, and our end of year is going to be everything, regardless if we reviewed it or not. Yeah, yeah. But it has to be, you know, yeah. So that's how we're going to do it. Hope you all enjoy October and the beginning of January. Um, <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so we're going to do that. Uh, uh, make sure you guys check out all the socials listed down below. If we add anything, we might, because there might be something we want to review. I don't know. Uh, that's where we'll let you know. We need to be up on that. We kind of slack on that quite a bit. Uh, check out the Teespring store um, for all of the merch that we sell, which, again, all that goes right back into the podcast. And what's that discount code, Maya? AQU15. Gives you 15% off your entire order. There you go. And if you do purchase something, let us know. We'll give you a shout out, a quick thanks. We'll uh, retweet, refought, like whatever that is on Instagram. Um, Let's see what else I got here. Uh, if you want to watch today's live broadcast, check out our YouTube channel. That's where you'd find that. And that's it for my notes. Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook. Look at all snacky as fuck in my pictures. Um, snacky. That's a new term. Well... Fucking hot. Looking uh, like a snack is definitely the phrase. <laughs> yeah, but snacky as fuck just felt fun to say. Yeah, fair. It's fair. Uh, but yeah, find me on Facebook. Look at them pictures. You know you want to, because you're curious <gasps> about it. You're curious about it. What? What's huh? Sorry, I just remembered. There's something coming out on the 30th that I want to watch, and I don't. I don't know if you want to watch it. So, what is that? This place rules. Not familiar with it. We'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, find me on Facebook because you know you want to see it. You're curious. Go ahead, look. It's okay. I don't mind. I'm showing it off. <laughs> uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, link to my Facebook pages where you can see them there. But Facebook's where they're all at. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, I'm not doing anything else. Greg, where can people find you? You can find me uh, under Chub Ruckeek on all social medias. Um, I post a lot of content on my Twitter uh, channel or page, I should say. I uploaded three videos to my uh, YouTube channel, which are just, it's it's a compilation of, of a bunch of the funniest and best clips of 2022 of me playing different video games throughout the year. Uh, a lot of good content over there. Um, just, you know, Chub Rock Geek. It's easy to find. Um, but that's it, guys. Uh, Willow Episode 7, our best of the year. We might add something. I'll talk to Maya about it, but we got to get out of here because I'm going to piss my pants. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember, fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. Uh, help and donate where you can. People are hurting. Always help as best you can. It's important. Be a good person. Uh, Greg's bladder's week. hurting right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take we'll see you care. next week. Take... In the podcast, Maya. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>